0: Hey guys, welcome back to Bash University live. Uh, if you're watching over on social, like and share the feed. We got a really cool contest for you guys. We're giving away some Waterwood baits for that. And uh, we also have a great grand prize uh, that we're going to be asking here shortly. Uh, who's hanging out with us today, Josh? I do
1: want to give a few shout outs. So one thing that I really love about being on Bass U is every time I log into the chat, everyone says good morning. So we yep. have a good morning from Logan and BKJ, Bruce. Long leader, drop shot, John, <laughs> that's a <laughs> mouthful, uh, James, Nico Dutton, Dan Allen, Dan Allen. I, I see your name every week on the message board. Thanks up, for Dan? always, always participating. Hunter Chessner, Howie Range, longtime member. Love seeing that name as well. Uh, Logan, I know Logan, I believe you're, you're in college or high school. And I really love that you always tune in um it's always great seeing you st crest uh he actually just wrote he got his Waterwood baits in the mail a few days ago and they look great and he can't wait to try them awesome um we just love having you guys on and if you are a member and you're on facebook i know there's a few people I, I recognize some names on there but head over to the message board ask your questions scott van Leer, i know you're on there jeffrey young thank you for always liking and sharing you're doing great um joe campbell diehard anglers we love having you guys tune in every week and it's great seeing your name
0: awesome awesome yeah. thank you josh thank you guys all for watching Can hanging do out it
2: without you guys yes without without the viewers without that's why the listeners. we do we can't we
1: can't do one it. thing i do want to ask of you guys though if there's any chance i love hearing testimonies and using testimonies and uh getting more word out there so if you have a testimony about bash you please send it to me um, I'll put my email address in there but it's always great hearing what you have to say
0: I well, we want to, we want to hear from you guys I, we get so many great ones and and you know if you were, if you're using Bass University to help your fishing get better a seminar that impacted you to be able to learn a technique that you're having trouble with maybe it's getting you to catch fish consistently or, or getting into the winter circle. My favorite uh, testimonial as of late is Jonathan Dietz uh, Just big shout out to him he's going to be fishing the classic here uh this month uh who used bashing we wa- watched the john murray uh jerkbait seminar how to catch fish in difficult situations and use that technique to qualify himself uh through federation for the bassmaster classic so that that's like the ultimate testimonial and uh but we want to hear from you guys if you're if you're how you're using the program how you're getting better with your fishing and and uh, very excited about a lot of the great content that we filmed this year with so many great anglers and so many great topics that are going to help everybody move forward. Um, I also want to give a shout out to the Cher Lunker uh, guys and everybody out there. Um, we loved coming out to Texas and we're going to be there again next year. And man, dude. Th- Did I hear right? They caught. They had a 17 pounder Mm. that just got added. I think it's like uh, the sixth or seventh largest. 17.4
1: or
0: something. 17.4 pound share lunker. It's like one of the biggest that they've caught. Top ten. I think it's cracked the top ten out there to share lunker program. So hey to everybody out there, and uh, and and it's really. I think it's a program that inspires everybody around the country to to man grow these big bass everybody should do it like they do it in texas uh, so we've got uh we were talking a little bit uh are you are you almost ready to cue that up yeah Rich?
2: let's let's talk a little bit about uh, a little bit about the bass events yeah. and i'm uh you, still, you a still pretty cool clip for our guys
0: I i want to show you show you guys that clip but yeah the the dip we were the difference in the events it's really interesting and and um tyler rivette and uh joey suvente's sefuentes fuentes. I, I that's sefuentes a, the Fuentes the third it's a tricky name for me i'm getting it but we're all gonna know it because he's Flip-flop I cowboy. i know he's the cowboy and the cowboy uh those those two guys dominated the first two elite events uh using forward-facing sonar and uh um,
2: dominated is the word dominant like dominated
0: <laughs> yes like he won by double digits yeah. uh joey did and uh and Tyler, Tyler did too. And you and I were talking about the Tyler tournament, like w- on Tuesday when I saw the fronts come through, and and uh, and I, so those fish are so tentative in Florida. And 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 once again, I point back to J.T. Kenny seminar um, at On Bass University where he taught m- me about Florida bass because I'm always studying about Florida bass because they're a little bit challenging for me. But one of the things he said that stuck with me and resonates forever is that florida bass like stability it can be cold it can be hot as long as it's stable but change is not something that they respond well to and that's what we had at that okeechobee tournament we had a lot of change and um, as a result the stability of working in that deeper canal Using his forward-facing sonar, it just separated him from the field. The guys that were fishing the flats; those fish were just getting spun out as the wind shifted directions. It muddied up some places. Water temperatures changed a little bit, and that they did not like it. Had it stayed warm and steady, it probably would have been one there. Could have been one there, but uh, but the stability of that deep water river system is what got him through that but some of the differences rich we were talking about like uh not knowing the weight versus knowing the weight what do you right. what do you, do you like that or do you if you were a competitor man do you I, like that or not or, or wouldn't like that you no know,
2: I, it's it's tough to speak to honestly Pete, for obvious reasons i've i've never fished in a in an mlf style event mm-hmm. where you know your weight and you you get constant updates um i mean you know, the, the closest thing I've fished in that to be, would be, would be big fish events where, you know, you weigh in your fish every hour and you get a text on who, who won and what kind of weights are coming in. And, and even in just that format, like knowing like, okay, in the first period of the day, somebody weighed in a six, it's like, all right, somebody's, you know, some, somebody's triggering some big bites. It definitely makes you think differently. Um, you know, and then the, 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 the before bass tournament fishing like the the athletic side of me always yeah i say like yeah well if i was playing football or baseball i knew the score mm-hmm. right like I, I knew what was going on so I, I i knew how much kind of a pressure cooker that puts you in and the 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 mental clock that it goes on but you know to to tie that back to fishing it it really um you know it it really it has to affect the way you think on the water i mean mm-hmm. right because because we're, we're always you know, we're fishing against the fish, ultimately. But when you know what the guys you're up against are catching, it kind of starts to make you think you need to fish against those guys. So, you know, it 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 could affect, you know, your your decision-making yeah. positively or negatively. And I'd, I'd like to think that the guys that are most successful in the MLF, when they take that information that they're getting from their marshal, they use it to influence the next correct decision where – Some guys may take it the other way,
0: right? Well, it's either it's going to help you or it's going to make you spin out of control sideways, trying to chase a bite that you can't find, right? Because you got to keep up, right? I can tell you this. I fished, uh, the Texas bass classic, the first, uh, one that they had. And, and it was, it was real time score tracking going on. And I wanted, it had this like radio device and every time a fish would call get caught. It'd be like a a notification on your phone. Beep, beep, beep. It would beep, beep, beep. I wanted to drown that thing. (laughs) I wanted to hit it with a baseball bat as like you can't. I did not want to know. I did because I'm, you know, as a competitor, I'm trying to, I'm trying to dissect the waterway, listen to the fish and, and move and adjust with conditions. And so, so to be constantly reminded that guys are catching them better than me. Or you know, it's just. But then when you would catch them, you were like, "Yes, now I'm applying pressure to them." Yeah,
2: you yeah. know, they're here. Yeah, they're here. getting that beep, beep, beep. Yeah, somebody <laughs> beep, else is
0: getting it, and uh, you know. So now, does
1: everyone always update Bass Track, or is it is it to each their own?
0: Well, bat, Bass Track is uh, done by Marshals. If you have it in the boat, of course, okay. that's a Bass Masters deal. Okay. And um, there are situations where. Uh, they don't have a marshal. Like there may be several guys that don't, so you might not get an update right. till ten o'clock. I was listening to one of the guys. He he had a cool uh, perspective on it that um he he updates because he knows his family and friends and fans are watching. Gotcha. Right? He doesn't want to, but right. he's like, how can he? How can he have his wife sit there mm-hmm. and she's in it with him and she doesn't know? So he stops what he's doing and, wow. and updates it himself during the tournament for that reason.
1: Yeah.
0: And, uh and because like, if you don't have to stop, like as a competitor, man, you, you don't want to sp- stop. You lose stop. a cast. Stop. You it lose two, two casts. Seconds, yeah. You don't want to stop to do it. Um, But I started doing it like in the opens. Mm-hmm. Like I recognize it. Cause you know, you got, you got the bash university crowd and a lot of guys. And thank you so much for following yeah. me and rooting for me. Even when I fall in the, um, you know, updating the score it became an important part of it, you know, mm-hmm. and people would, you know, if they didn't see you update your, your number, yeah. you know, even if you're doing poorly. And that's one of the other things is like, when you're doing poorly, the last thing you want to do is, yeah, I just caught another pound and a half fish, <laughs> you know, you don't, yeah. you, you don't want it. Now, when you get a five pounder, you're excited about, right to put it in But at the end of the day know? it
1: might be good too for you to go back and look at those numbers and be like I caught 50 bass today. What what like and and do it, do some research it, on that. That th- I
0: mean? those stats will definitely help you. We try to keep them in our head. It's probably right. better if we write them down cuz it will reveal a lot of stuff but uh subscriber
1: but it, <clears throat> Dan Allen just said Lee Livesay didn't have a marshal and he still called in a penalty. That that's crazy. Yeah.
2: Yep. Is that true? Yeah, I didn't Okeechobee. hear that story yeah, at Okeechobee. Well, he didn't. Have oh, a he marshal. had six fish. Yeah, at Okeechobee, he didn't have a marshal on day two, so he he had his camera guy in the boat with his his you know his his media guy Jesse Renaud. Yep. and um, you know he said he was on a he was on a scrape. You know he was catching catching fish one after another, and uh, he caught a big one. And him and Jesse were you know whatever. They do, you know, chest bumping, all that weird stuff that they probably do together with no shirts on and whatever. But, <laughs> um, and, and he got so caught up in it that he, he made a cast with the six fish in the oh, live well man. and immediately no Marshall, no, no anything. He called Lisa Talmadge. He said, you know, this wow. is what happened. He even on the phone, he said, Afleep. yeah, Lisa, uh, ap- apologize to Brandon. Cause I used to make fun of Palinic for, for doing that same thing. And now I did the same thing. Yeah. So- <laughs> yep.
0: Yeah, and that's the rule, guys. You yep. once you possess six fish, your next action has to be a call. Oh. Yep. You got to release one. If you make a cast, you've 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 made a violation. And I can't tell you how many times guys have brought six fish to the scales. Yep. Really? Uh huh. Yep. I made one mistake, but it was the other way. You brought four. You called I, down. <clears throat> I I I oh, crap. I'm I caught four. I <laughs> called. I I was in a derby. I caught my fifth fish and I let it go i let my i let i got finally got my limit and i immediately dropped myself back to (laughs) four
2: how'd that one shake out i
0: I got lucky i got away with it i was on (laughs) enough fish i got a limit and that fish didn't matter and it worked out when you
1: realized it what what was your thought process
0: your stomach your heart drops like you're just like oh you idiot you know what are you thinking you know
2: i have thought i did that before and i didn't but like in that moment that I thought I did, I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's why
0: you see guys counting them all the time. Yeah. And that's what always worries me about like depending so heavily. Like I use a scale, yeah. my palace scale is a staple and it's important in my calling system, but I don't depend on it to right. make my call. I, I still depend on that beam to choose. And because yeah. I, I just worry that I'm going to miscount or or screw it up. So you you see guys doing it all the time. One, two, three, four, five, one, two, three, four, five. They're, they're always counting that I always do too. What's your,
2: what's your method? Like, do you pull them all out? Like I know, you know, everybody's got a different, different method to calling. Well, let's, let's flush this out a little bit. Yeah. Well, here's, here's my
0: situation is I got a couple philosophies about like, what's the best time to catch a big fish? immediately after you've just caught a big fish right that's the best time and what are we mostly doing we're taking pictures we're culling we're weighing and you're burning time when you have this bite window yeah and so i throw fish in i uh if i have two live wells to work with it's a lot easier yeah i most oftentimes you're faced with one or two big higher quality fish easy to separate them and then you're dealing, you're only calling through two or three smaller ones in most situations. So I don't even tag the big ones. Right. I always tag the the, the little guys. And and that's all, that's all I deal with. I keep them. So I only have to typically deal with two or three at a time. Where you come into problems with is like on a place like Thousand Islands with that cookies, strategy. Yeah. Yeah. They're all three and a half pounders. They look identical. Right. Yeah. You can't tell them apart. So you got to go through all five and managing them is 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 a problem so what what i'll do is in that situation when i get to my six fish i will weigh and i will take a moment and i'll weigh everything out and tag everything out right but i don't i don't do it as it's happening right neither do i i don't
2: i don't put i don't put call tags on fish until i get to five Mm -hmm. when i get to well when i it's really when i get to six when when i'm when i'm at five all right first mission accomplished i got got the limit now now we got to start calling when I get to the point of calling, like you, Pete, if I got two that are marginally bigger mm. than the others, I put those two in one side of the live well, and then the other four, you know, I might get some get some flack for this, but I always keep I keep a a, a gallon jug of water in my boat, and the, the top third is cut off, and what I do is I take that gallon jug of water. Scoop up some water out of the lake. I pour the water on the floor of the boat so that there's actually water uh, on top of my carpet. I take my four fish. I lay them down on the on the on the wet carpet so they're not dry hot carpet. They're, the carpet's wet, guys. I'm taking care of fish. And um, you <laughs> know, if, if two of them look definitely bigger, boom, they go back in. And two that are close, yep. they weigh them out, put them back in, and let it roll from there and you know, you know, which one after you do your call, you know, which one is next out. But
0: one, one of the things that I've, I do is I keep a, a bag in my boat, like a, like a weigh in bag. That's yeah. And that's what I'll, if I have to take them all out to go through that, I'll put them in there. Aren't there
1: little clip things?
0: Yeah. 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 We got little, we, we mark, that's what we eventually put the clippies on there and we mark them all out. (laughs) Another
2: another little trick when you're going through the, uh, when you're going through your calling process and you have, you know, your, your tags with the balls or the tags with the strings, whatever, if you have a few that are close and you know, you have to work through those three, you can leave the ball outside of your live well and shut the lid down on it. So you basically just have, you know, the three fish that you're working through on a short leash in your live well. That way you don't got to go down and dig through them. And uh, you know, once you make a call other side of the box, make a call other side of the box, unless you're in a, you know, a two person event, like a BFL, where, you got to have your fish in one side, your coast fish in the other side. And then you got to take some alternative strategies. Long,
1: but. long leader drop shot. John says he uses tags immediately, so it doesn't take so long to pull the coal fish out of the live well.
0: And 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 that's the, you, John, you're you're what Everybody's, what what, you know. what? Rich and I are talking about is you're delaying that. You're moving very efficiently through getting your limit into your first call, yeah. but then you you burn up some time because we didn't do it as we went so now we have to get donate that time right, after yeah. we get our six fish you're if you do it through the course of the day it's more efficient as you get through the calling process
2: i wish so, i could say it was a time strategy for me it's honestly a superstition thing for me yeah it's 100 percent superstitious i've had you you I, I know you 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 are one of those guys you and
0: you got to get that five in the boat yeah you know have to. Right? you're also you know? the
1: guy that wears the same lucky hat right
2: well yeah it's like the kind, faded yeah yeah i got a you lot got of some weird, superstitions i got a lot of weird i, <laughs> I
1: want to hear what our subscriber superstitions are do you guys have
2: a- i'm sure i'm sure they do but i've just been burned by on the days where like i i put a coal tag on my first fish and then i got four in there at the end of the day they all have coal tags but <laughs> no, no no limit <laughs> yeah no limit I, and
0: that's that john that's the that's where we say that's where we benefit by not doing that because yeah. If it's one of those days where you're only going to catch five, you didn't waste any time. You just put them all in
2: and And you're done with it. It does not take much time at all to pull a colt tag out, put it on, put it in the fish. Like we're talking Mm -hmm. about like seconds. Yeah. But, you know, seconds Uh. can can definitely be the difference
0: well yeah I, I jake always gives me uh lucky charms in every tournament really? like uh you know just anything from little figurines that yeah he's like oh i you thought know, you
1: meant the cereal lucky
0: charm. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> that would be better yeah <laughs> but no, it's just little little knickknacks Aww. like uh, little army guys his little green army guys he gave me some and yeah. he'll put them in the boat and he'll uh you I know, got, know i got i got do a that few for of me those.
2: i got yep. uh I got one of I got one of Pedro Fighter's lucky rocks last fall. Pedro Fighters? Seth's dad. Oh really? He's not Peter Fighter, but his nickname is Pedro. Okay. And yeah, he, yeah. He always has lucky rocks that yeah, yeah. you know Seth kept in his boat for his A.O.I. year and on. So I saw I saw Seth's dad. <laughs> you got a, one of those? I got one, dude. I saw Seth's dad in here. Hold on. This is this is actually a good story. I saw Seth's dad at the Mississippi River event in Wisconsin. I was like, dude. I got an open coming up on the bay. Do you have any lucky rocks? And he said, as a matter of fact, what I do. And he pulls this rock out of his pocket, and it's this polished rock. This, I mean, it's the most beautiful. I'll take a picture. We'll post it on social, but it's the most beautiful polished rock you've ever seen. And I put it in my pocket. He says, all right, now you got to keep it on. You don't, don't lose it. And so I'm like, all right, for the first few weeks, I'm keeping it in my pocket. Like it's on me at all times, right? <laughs> And I'm out on the Saturday before the open and I'm practicing. I'm, you know, I'm doing through my whole thing. And I actually, you know, a a lot of times in the summer, like I'll go spend six hours in the morning. I'll come in, let the dogs out, eat lunch, tie up at the dock, go back out for the afternoon. And so I did that and I had Pedro's lucky rock in my pocket. And I tied my boat up at the at the uh, at the mooring buoy. I jumped in the water and I swim over to the dock. And as soon as I get to the dock, Taylor's there. And I'm like, I just have a ghost look on my face. I'm like, the rock, the rock. I lost the rock. I can't, I can't find the rock. So I go back over to the boat. I swim down to the bottom. I'm like, I'm feeling around and on the bottom of the bay, like looking for where, where my rock is. Right. There's there's current, there's everything. And, um, so like at that point I, I thought I lost the rock. So, so I, I swim down to the bottom, I pick up, Another rock. I'm like, all right, you'll be my rock now. I put it, I put it in the boat. Anyway, fast forward. We're a mess. Have it. <laughs> I, know. Yeah. I have a have a decent have a decent tournament at the open, and then after that, like I just I through the fall, I started to just get on this tear. Like I, you know, third place in the next event, second place in the next event, first place with with Eric in November. Caught almost 25 pounds, and you know, the whole time I'm thinking that I had I had lost the rock. So at the end of the year. In like the first week of December, which is the one time of year I clean my boat, I'm cleaning out my boat. And what do I find between between my seats? The no rock. The rock. Oh, man. Pedro's lucky rock is between the seats. So it had fallen out of my pocket before I jumped in the water that day. <laughs> and I find Pedro's rock. But here's the, here's the moral to this story. I know I'm getting long-winded here, guys. Hang with me. And um, here's the moral to the story i had thought that i lost the rock so it wasn't luck there was no Uh, there was no there was no luck to it because i thought that i had lost the rock but i went in and found it anyway (laughs) (laughs) so for anybody that has superstitions there you go uh, all right uh so
0: many people are saying any sports psychologist listening to this <laughs> podcast, please send your information to Riz. He's in desperate need. <laughs> so true. <laughs> so true. What are they saying? Josh? So
1: many people said no bananas in the boat. Is that like yeah, a thing?
0: That is a thing. Um man, I, I I've known that story. It's something about the spiders, I think. <laughs> that came from the bananas. Like I don't I I don't know. You guys might remember the story, yeah, but yeah. that's where that comes from. But yeah, you bring. Stefan yeah. said
1: I need some of those rocks.
0: <laughs> Dude, I'm borrowing those. We, we we have to like negotiate. Like I might need it for like the first week of May
2: or something. Dude, what? I have it. I have it. taped. <laughs> I have it taped in my boat right now. <laughs> yeah. There's like there's like a. I Have like a plug in, in a hole that it could go down. There's a there's a shimano buoy next to it to keep it lodged in there. Like, I rock ain't leaving. <laughs> <laughs> Pedro's lucky rocks.
0: Uh, I like, it. I gotta get one of those. <laughs> it's like
2: uh KVD's uh cookies and uh, yeah, yeah, Sherry's cookies. <laughs> Sherry's <laughs> cookies got their weird little their quirks yep. though, man. And I even had one for <laughs> breakfast this year. This year, every year, every day before a tournament, I had to have. Three scrambled eggs, one piece of butter toast. That was that was it everything.
1: Chad <laughs> said that we should give some Pedro's rocks away for giveaways. <laughs> yeah. We're Dude. gonna have to seal it out, Rich's boat.
0: <laughs> Man, that would be that would be the ultimate giveaway. That'd be the super prize. But uh, but hey, we, we are gonna be giving away some really cool yeah. prizes right now. And get yourself signed up for the seeing red promotion if you haven't done that already. And we are gonna be at the classic this year. Uh, down in Knoxville in just a couple of weeks. So come by and see us, mm-hmm. guys. Uh, we love to see you guys. Um, also, send us pictures. Uh, put them, you know, share them on social, tag us. Uh, we'd love to see pictures of you guys and what you're catching out there. The fishing season's making its way up uh, up the 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 latitude in the country now. So they're fishing down south. They're going to be fishing everywhere here real soon. So we'd love to see that. I also want to give a a shout out and a recommendation to go check out the big bass podcast by our, our friend Ken Duke, uh, wherever you get your podcasts, great stories about all the world records and the controversy. And he is the absolute best to be talking about, uh, all that stuff because he has a vast knowledge, uh, about how our wonderful sport all got started and all those great giants that, uh, may or may not be true the the records <laughs> a lot a of, lot of controversy over there so if you're a conspiracy theorist that's the place for you uh, a lot of fun go check it out um do you have a the trivia question ready riz yeah <laughs> yeah yeah I what got. was the name of the rock yeah, right. now no, i got uh i got
2: i got the uh i got the trivia question ready um what the trivia question is for today on the Bass You Live podcast is Chris Lane said that he had three Bass Pro Shop stickos rigged up. What were the three weights that Chris had on the deck ready to go? He had three rods wow. rigged up with a sticko. He had a different weight on each of those. What were the three weights? I, I, I'm i aware of the two. Did I miss? I missed the third one. There was three. One? What?
1: You're going to have to check the message. A last
0: chance to like and share, guys. Uh, And we're going to be giving away a prize here in just a minute.
1: St. Crest, you're just too good. He gets That it quick. All the time. All, that quick.
0: Yep, He's taking it. Is he using chat GPT? Is he using <laughs> AI?
1: What's going on? Love that thing.
2: Congratulations, St. Crest, <laughs> with the correct answer of 1 8th, 3 16ths, and 1 quarter. All right. I want... I want to
0: uh I want to dive into all those different weights yeah uh, you know I want uh, Chris can you come back on yes sir. I want to know where when and why for those three different ones you know I imagine it's all depth
2: and and cover and yeah, cover wind he, he yeah. mentioned wind when the wind would get up he would go to the quarter yeah yeah but, I mean yeah it makes makes a lot of sense you know yep especially with a worm like that where you're he's not necessarily like really super accurate pitching to targets. It was more of like a cast and a drag. Mm -hmm. Like I know a lot of guys, like when they're, when you're pitching, like if you get on a pitching bite, you know, and it's a quarter, or it's three eighths, eights, you're better off sticking to the same weight, but changing your bait to affect the rate of fall, Mm -hmm. you know, because you want to be able to pick that. It feel exactly the same to make an accurate pitch, but when you're casting a worm out eighth, three sixteenths, quarter doesn't really make too much of a difference in your accuracy. So, um, it just affects the, yeah, way to fall down, how it sets on top of the silt. Yeah,
0: so it doesn't because you you don't want, you want the lighter weights because it's such a soft bottom in right. Florida, right. and you don't want it to just disappear into there. Yeah. And that stick bait, how you know, how powerful that was. I mean, watching, uh, you know, Mark Davis. Of course, he was using the Ocho and thirty four ten, and then um, Chris had twenty six pounds on on his final day. Uh, just the power of that during the spawn yep. for
2: Florida fish, ah, it's 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 pretty powerful. Man, it's a fun way of fishing too. Yeah, I mean when you start getting bites on it, it's a it's a, it's not a not a nice hook set. You know, you're <laughs> you're really giving it to them. You're yeah, them. So Yep, no, no doubt.
0: Do we have a lake and chair winner? We sure
1: do. I know I'm going to butcher his name, Frank. Proliferone.
2: Frank Proliferone. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Frank
0: Provolone. Frankie
2: Provolone. Congrats,
1: Frankie. one some waterwood custom bait.
2: Awesome. Heck
0: yeah. Awesome guys. Hey, thanks for hanging out with us. We're gonna be back next week uh with another edition of Bash University Live. Uh check out uh, the what
2: are the new releases here this week, Grizz? Uh what? this week on Bash University what do we got rolling out here. I mean, it's always Always some
0: good, some good stuff. Um, fishing around the spawn, how appropriate with Scott Canterbury. Yeah. Um, you know, terrific champion angler and great instructor. Great, uh, great information. Uh, you know what? We we filmed the question and answer session, and Scott was such a powerful uh, force in our Q&A at this, this year's Bass University where we had him. Um, Nick LeBrun, fishing hard spots and shell beds. Uh, what an important factor. We didn't see shell beds play a role this year in Florida. Uh,
2: man, no, we didn't. It
0: was such a factor in the last several tournaments.
2: Wow. Yeah. We didn't, we did not see that come into play. Oh,
0: it's coming though. Yeah. Yeah. It's coming in, in a lot of the tournaments that we got coming up and we've got a lot of great bash university content. We'll keep you guys all posted, sign up for our newsletter and you'll be apprised and download the free bash university app at the app store so you can uh, you can watch on your phone with ease and, uh, and joy and continue to learn with all of us. Guys, we're going to see you next week uh, right back here, another edition of Bass University Live. Have oh, a great day, oh, everybody. Oh,
2: wait, one more thing, B.
0: Uh-oh, what'd I forget? Oh, my gosh. We're rolling out to it. Look at this. His line's broke. He's fishing it through. He's getting enough pressure. Look at that rod just out of position, but he's got enough pressure on to get the hook set.
2: Handlining. Wow. This,
0: You know you're going to win the tournament when it goes down like this. And not only does he catch it, but it's like a 5-5. Five, five. <laughs> Look at it. It's a giant never ever happens like that but that's that's why that's when you you know you're going to get the dub congratulations to chris lane great way to roll out guys have a great day we'll see you next week